This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the Doctrine of Truth. We want you to enjoy, sit back, relax, and be enlightened by the true word of God. With your host, Bishop Algie B. Poole, Jr. Welcome again to Doctrine of Truth. I'm your host, Bishop Poole, with Terry Poole and me. Thank God for you for being again our listeners of this program. Uh, What we have this time, we're going to study of idolatry, and I know it might be a rated triple X and those of you, uh, but we're here about the truth. We're here about the truth. Father, we thank you right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Stretch your hand of deliverance, oh God, in the name of Jesus, through your Holy Spirit. Touch the minds of those that are lost, those that the enemy have blinded their eyes and their ears, that they might not see or hear. And Lord, we have mercy and have mercy, oh God, on those that now are going through trials and tribulation of lost homes and those that are walking the streets. Those that are homeless in the name of Jesus, the widows at home, oh God, and our seniors that have been forgotten. In the name of Jesus, oh Lord, we know you're able, you do everything that can fail. God, we just petition you now through your Holy Spirit. Oh God, you know everything, you see everything, you know us all, you everywhere. And you're all powerful, oh God, to touch them now. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God again, amen, for you. Now we're going to turn over to uh, Sister Terry, and she give me more background on what we're talking about now, Sister Terry. Thank you, Bishop. Good afternoon. We have been discussing spiritual warfare, and it has come up also in our discussion about cohabitation, uh, better known as living together or shacking. We are going to discuss how this activity going on amongst the Christian faith and the saved members of the church finding it not to be a problem. But we are here about the truth and we will discuss the truth as it relates to the living word of God today. So, idolatry. The definition. The worship of a physical object as a god, little g. Immoderate attachment or devotion to something. In Ezekiel chapter 16, it comes up about idolatry because the whole Bible is about marriage. If you pay attention to the stories, you pay attention to what Jesus is coming back for his bride. 
In Ezekiel, God reminded the people that he had brought them up, grown them up, saved them, lifted them up to be his bride, Jerusalem. And when you turn away from God, he is not pleased. God made us to commune with us. It started in the garden. And he wants to see it completed. Thank you, Sister Terry, for that background knowledge of of idolatry. Uh, it's one of the first commandments that God told Israel, that I shall have no other God before me. And the uh, fallen serpent, he addressed that in the garden. He said, the day that you uh, eat of the tree, in the third chapter of Genesis, that you will not surely die, you'll be as gods, with a little g. And he was setting up the whole doctrine from the beginning of time, amen, to deceive the people, to deceive the world. In the whole world, if they don't have Christ in their lives, they're, they're taking half-truths from God. And like the serpent took a half-truth, amen, and mixed it with deception, saying that you will not surely die. God said you will surely die, but the serpent put speculation in there, suspicion, amen, and challenging God's authority, amen, to mankind. So a deception, Jesus said in the book of Matthew, 24 chapter, be not deceived. He said there are many, many coming, false Christs and false teachers saying unto you, and Jesus said, be not deceived. They bring a deception. They bring a half-truth there twisting and turning, amen, what God says. And you always would hear Dr. and Truth broadcast speaking about what Bible do you have, amen. There's so much want to say, this is God's word, this the way it should be read, this the way it should be interpreted, this the way it should be read in different languages, whatever. The Holy Spirit, he is the teacher, He's a leader. He's a guider. Amen. He is the navigator for our life in this world. So it behooves you, amen, as saints of God, amen, do Matthew 7 and 7, seek and you'll find, knock, and the door be open unto you. Those that seek it, find it. So what we have, your life depends I say again, your life depends as a Christian to follow the, the navigation, to follow the direction, amen, of what the Holy Spirit had written, amen. Paul has said in the seventh chapter of Romans, he said that in the twelfth verse, uh, I can begin at the ninth verse of the seventh chapter, for I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, Sin revives and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto me death. 
for sin takes occasion by the commandment, deceive me, and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and just and good. When God gave Moses the commandments, it wasn't Moses' commandments. Amen. Oh, and Moses, no, it's not Moses. God gave Moses to write. Amen. Man cannot comprehend to write. Amen. Such uh, patterns and direction and uh, uh, pathway for mankind to walk between these demonic spirits. Amen. They know what's in heaven. They was evicted from heaven. They came down to the earth to destroy mankind because they're using man's intelligence, using man's will, and they're using man's will in such a manner that they are deceiving man. They have what in the modern world would say they hack man's software and put a virus in their software. So they think they thinking bad is good and good is bad. They're going against nature. Amen. You cannot tell nature, amen, that an apple tree is a banana tree. Nature will stay in its own order. Amen. Amen. The birds will stay in their own order. Animals will stay in their own order. Only human beings, amen, God has given them a free will, and they've been hacked. The, the, the memory banks and the information, amen, been flawed. And they find themselves doing things against nature. What we have here, amen, in the third chapter of the book of Revelation, to show you what Jesus was talking about in the last days, amen, in the church uh, of Thyatira, amen. And we're going to just read a portion of it. The third, second chapter, sorry, third chapter, 18 verse of Tower Tower. And notice what Jesus said and how God forgave people, how he loved people. He, he, he loved his creation. He loved his creation. And unto the angel of the church of Tower Tower write, These things said the Son of God, who has his eyes upon a flame of fire and his feet are like the fine brass. I'm sorry, his eyes like the, unto a flame of fire and his feet are like fine brass. The early part of my life coming up in the 80s, I was hearing all people, amen, don't read Revelation. Don't read the book of Revelation. Christians shouldn't read Revelation. I'm saying, what? It's in the Bible. Oh, no, don't you read Revelations? And it was so many different false teachers and voices coming up. It took the Holy Spirit. Helped to navigate me to find the truth about the Bible itself. From Genesis to Revelation, amen. Sister was saying, Terry was saying that uh, it's about marriage. Jesus coming back for his bride. All of us, amen, going to a great marriage. Amen. Great wedding. Amen. But the enemy fights against marriages. That's one of the biggest warfare you find. Amen. Paul talks about in the last day, they forbid to marry. Amen. And that's a, that's a plot of the enemy. 
to destroy human beings, destroy mankind. Amen. And it said here, and I pick it up again at the uh, 20 verse. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou suffered thy woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach unto this and seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication, and she repented not. Behold, I will cast her into a, the bed and them that committed adultery with her into a great tribulation except they repent of their deeds. Notice what Jesus said here. What the Spirit was telling the, uh, uh, John, Apostle John, and back in the 19th verse, watch this. And I know their works and charity and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the flesh to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, notwithstanding, I have a few things. See, God knows he, oh, he doesn't criticize you Amen. About he knows what you're doing. He wants you to make it in. He wants you to make it in. Amen. A new heaven and a new earth. Amen. But if you have one, two little spots in your life, amen, need to be corrected. You've been deceived. The Lord thy God, he will give you space. And that's what we're talking about here. Uh, the gospel according to John, the last chapter, 24th chapter, Jesus told the disciples, repentance and remission of sin should be preached. If a person want to be saved and come to Christ, Paul gave you the nuggets. Amen. He gave you the nuts and bolts. Amen. Peter and 238, Peter said, repent and be baptized. John the Baptist now, he came in uh, preaching, repent and be baptized. Amen. But John, uh, Apostle Paul was saying in Romans 10 and 9, confess with your mouth. Amen. That's the nuggets. But you still have to repent. You still, there's some things that you've been worshiping. There's some things that you care about. Amen. You can't draw, you cannot bring that into heaven. You cannot, amen, be holy. Paul said the commandments are holy. Amen. Because the old covenant came through, which is our Old Testament. And the schoolmaster, Paul was saying in Galatians, it's a schoolmaster, it's an elementary school teaching you the history and background because Jesus came through all the 42 generations. He just didn't start out in Matthew. No, he came up all through generations because Jesus is God. He is God. He is God. He is the Word of God. He is God manifested. Amen. He came in the flesh. Amen. And walked among his people and talked. He is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. 
Amen. So he knows. He knows. Uh, in, in the book of John, amen, when they, they caught the lady in adultery, amen, and uh, Jesus told the Pharisees, because they brought the man, caught the lady, and he said, we caught her in the very adultery. And Jesus said he rolled on the ground, according to the Old Testament, he rolled on the ground, the law, amen, and, and Jesus told him, those without sin, cast the first stone. Because in the law, it said those caught in adultery, you must be stoned to death. So nobody was dropping their rock, walking away, and Jesus said, woman, that sin should be, you, you, you're forgiven, who's thy accusers? And all the group, you can hear the crowd, oh, the Pharisees, oh, nobody forgives sin but God. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. That take you back to the burning bush of Moses. And they say, oh, he must be thinking God. Before Abraham, you're not even 50 years old. This man talking about before Abraham. This child is 50, he's not even 50 years old. And you can hear the rumbling in the crowd. Oh, that's old Mary's son. He had that poor joke. Oh, God, little Mary, you know, poor child. That man lost his mind. Amen. But no, he's God in the flesh. He walked around. Amen. So God is saying, amen, this thing calls, amen, a ripple. God will give us a chance to repent. He gave us say, Lord, I'm sorry. I, I, this thing come to my mind and, and I didn't realize it because it was a custom now running through the land. It's running through the churches. Um, my uncle did it. My daddy did it. My neighbor's doing it. They're doing it in school. They're doing it in college. Amen. Before you get married, you should live together. It, it, you don't mean to live together to the sort of the fact that uh, you don't want to, you, 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 you're not sinning. I didn't know I wasn't sinning. I didn't know I was sinning. Amen. Because everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. But thank God you brought it to my attention. You brought it to my attention. Amen. So, this Terry. Yes, thank you, Bishop. Exactly. It needs to be brought to your attention. Because it's like the norm, the lay of the land live together before marriage so you get to know each other better and see if you're compatible but what it really boils down to is not doing it the way the bible says being betrothed seeing someone from afar earning it getting your your dowry ready and all that for the big wedding the big feast and then come together in marriage on your honeymoon night it used to be a fabulous thing a glorious thing everybody looked forward to it but now it's all well we just gonna wait till we can afford to have a wedding or we can afford to have a big reception that's not God though and if that's your choice, okay. But don't say I'm saved. Don't say I'm not sinning. Or if someone brings it up that knows it's a sin, don't get offended. 
Don't get irate. Everyone has sinned. That's right. That's what the Bible says. All have sinned. The Bible says we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. But Jesus died for the sins of the world. And if you accept Jesus into your life, and I've told Bishop many times, I read a book one day, and it brought me, it just, it brought me out of so many things that were sin. Because I read, when you receive Jesus into your heart, that means Jesus is in you, just like the scripture says, if I abide in you, and you abide in me. When you go around willfully sinning, everything you do, you're doing it to yourself and Jesus. We have to wrap our mind around that. If we love Jesus like Jesus loves us, he said, no greater love. When you have received Jesus and you love Jesus and you're living for Jesus, for God I live, for God I die, you're not going to let anybody talk you in to living without being married. And you will stop your adult, your idolatry and you will live for Jesus. You will read every day and pray, pray to stay in the presence of God. This is what we're about. Helping everybody to seek the Lord while he may be found. Be encouraged. You can come out of sin. We have done it. Many have done it. But you have to make a concerted effort. And the scripture says, diligently seek him and know God for yourself. Heaven is bound on earth. Whatever is loosened in heaven is loosened on earth. We're going to pray now that God will loosen, amen, the deception of your eyes and your mind and help you to purposely, amen, free yourself from this idolatry pattern of life. Father, we thank you right now. Oh God, we agree right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you look upon the listeners wherever they might be. And oh God, send your loving Holy Spirit, your angels of deliverance, oh God, to come before and touch our sisters and our brothers, oh God, and the listeners over the airways. Oh God, send your anointing now, amen, in the hospital rooms and the incarceration. Oh God, those that walk in the street, amen, they were following, amen, deceptive worship and find themselves in perils, find themselves lonely and distressed, find themselves that what they seek, 
oh God, what's the end of demonic worship? In the name of Jesus, we bind it in heaven and in earth. Oh God, you will loose the children now that are going through, oh God, this uh, all type of pressures that young people are going through now in the name of Jesus, those that are in foreign field missionaries, in the name of Jesus, cover them in your blood the blood of Jesus, the doctrine that you sent, Father, through your blood of Jesus, oh God we know Jesus shed his blood that we might have a right to the tree of life and God we speak life to the body of Christ, we treat freedom in heaven and in earth, and in this earth, Lord, we speak freedom. God, we, are, we come against idolatry. We bind a strong man, oh God. We bind a strong man in their lives, because we agree in heaven and in earth. God bless you, God bless you. Until next time, we continue this teaching on idolatry. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. We hope it was well spent. Joshua 1.8 says, Read and meditate on the word day and night and be careful to do what is written in it and your way will prosper and be successful. We want you all to be successful in the word of God. If you would like to send your prayer request or questions, they're welcome at thedoctrineoftruth at gmail.com. And if it has been a blessing to you and you would like the true word of the gospel to continue to be spread all over the world, we welcome your donations at P.O. Box 2338, Tallahassee, Florida, 32316. God bless you.